0: on. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to Pass It Podcasts. Um, today Steve wants to talk about hems, which can only make me think that they are in the 1950s were ever long enough. <laughs> what do you mean? It was like an era of sort of pleated skirts down to your ankles, wasn't it? For Steve, certainly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> short skirts or short hair skirts didn't come in until the sixties, but um there were some very daring slightly above the knee hemlines in the nineteen <laughs> fifties. Let can tell you? Indeed, a glimpse of stocking is something shocking. <laughs> um right. Just quoting Cole Porter, don't give him any credence for that no. line. <laughs> Connie wouldn't have known. She's, you've just said Cole Porter and she's not a clue. No, move on. <laughs> right, okay, I'm going to give you some tips about hems. Now, I am in no way an expert on hems, I freely admit. However, there is some extremely interesting stuff about hems. Lady golfers, in windy weather, pin the back and front hems of your skirt together with a large safety pin. This keeps the skirt from blowing about. Robert King, 23 Baker oh, Street. Oh, it's a man! Robert! School. Robert.
0: Robert, what do you know about his
2: <laughs> But see, he's obviously, well, I, I I ascribe... Maybe he's
0: had an eye fill. <laughs> well, I was going
2: to say I ascribe intent to Robert that maybe is not true, but um, him getting a bit blushy about yeah. ladies' <laughs> undercarriages getting a bit <laughs> of <have laughs> an eye. on the face I think he's king. obviously
1: been a, an upstanding gentleman who has Seen a problem and identified a remedy for that problem. I've and never
0: come across wind high enough to blow your ankle-length skirts up.
1: I don't know if these things were ankle-length. I think we're maybe talking sort of pleated...
0: sort of Like tennis skirt. No, it was longer, longer than longer that. Than
1: that yeah. <laughs> but it's obviously become a problem for somebody. For Robert. And this is a very uncharitable thing to say, but oh. I don't think Robert had a young lady... To give this tip to, so you wrote into the Sunday Aww. Post. Yeah, well, you see that, well. is a, that is a that's d- d- a very charitable interpretation. The other interpretation <laughs>
2: is that it's yet another man telling women how to behave and how to be demure yeah. and how to dress
1: respectably and appropriately. And I, I'm not down with that, man. No. What? That's a. Are you suggesting this is a bad thing? Yes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different era, guys. Come on. Give give the give the people their their due. They were operating in a different world than we do. And as
2: you see, maybe your slightly more charitable interpretation of his actions is true. That he thought these oh. women bless them. They definitely want to be more demure. I will help them in so
1: doing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I think Robert was a, a nice chap, no matter what you say. Okay. We'll move swiftly on though, because frankly this is actually quite clever. I've never come across this problem myself where I would need to solve this, but this strikes me as clever, right? Uh-huh. Skirt hems. Always sew up skirt hems with several short threads instead of one long one. Yep. A heel caught in a hem then brings down only a short length. Running and permanent repairs are also made easier. Mrs. S. Smith, Park Nook, Arbuthnit, Lawrence Kirk.
0: Well, she's making sense. Uh, that's, a, that's a good shout. I, I you can understand why.
1: Yeah, I think that's a but is that are all skirt hounds hymns like that nowadays? In short lengths? I wouldn't have thought so, because it's mass production. No, you've yeah. never, never mass produced in short lengths like that.
0: No, definitely. No, that's not a thing I wouldn't have thought.
1: So we are agreed then, again, that this is an absolutely wonderful, <laughs> clever, insightful, frankly brilliant tip.
0: I'm not brilliant. Oh it is, oh come on It's, it's not brilliant, it's not life changing Like if you had to do your hem all again Then you know, so be it
1: I bet you anything you like Up to another sixpence maybe mm-hmm. That our listener has stopped listening And is a way to re-sew, re-sew her skirt hems In no. this fashion That. I, I think they will have done.
0: Actually, in fairness... And to be honest, you, a lot of people don't know how to do hems. Yeah,
2: I was going to say, this obviously comes from an era where people were much more proactive in yeah. adjusting and fixing and tailoring their own clothes. We just don't do that these days.
0: No. I would either give it to my mum, who can do stuff like that, take it to one of the sort of stitching shops that are quite popular now, and I think it's quite cool,
2: yeah.
0: um, or... Chuck it out and buy a new pair. And
2: here's an interesting thing for me as well because in your world, Finnan, um, <laughs> you would do these sort of running repairs yourself, whereas I would, I today would be much more likely to do as Connie does and take it to a, a shop in town to get it done for me. And there is so the Victorians had this idea <laughs> that.
1: <Victorian. laughs>
2: I'm going back even from beyond <laughs> when Steve was born. <laughs> the Victorian had this idea that you should share around your wealth. And I think that there's something in that, that if you're, you should do the thing you do the best to earn yeah. the money yeah. and then use that money to pay other people to do the things that you don't do as well. Mm-hmm. And that way they can make a living as well. Yes. So so by, what I'm saying, Steve, is that by hemming your own skirts, as you often do, <laughs> you're taking food from the mouths of tailors in town. Yes,
1: well,
0: Like,
2: like
1: that is honestly a, a completely... I see what you're saying, but that's an alien concept to me that makes virtually... How can
0: it be? How do you expect the economy to grow if you were to do everything yourself, growing I'm, on potatoes? I'm not responsible but, you know, for the, no, but the
1: economy, but the concept of not being able to do something for yourself it strikes me as a, a desertion of your responsibilities as... Human being as a parent, as a citizen, a, as a worker, indeed, yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's the mark of a well functioning, fully functioning person to be able to do stuff for yourself. And I, I do not deny the, the right of specialist shops like that mm. to exist and fair play to them and more power to their elbow. But so, even even so I, who cannot sew, I would attempt to fix a small tear or bust. No, you seam. wouldn't.
0: Yes, I would. No, you wouldn't, because you sat in chocolate the other week and went and bought a new pair of (laughs) shoes. (laughs) Ah,
1: (laughs) busted! No,
0: wait a minute. No,
1: wait a minute. That's a completely different concept. I'd forgotten that, Connie. Thank you for reminding me (laughs) (laughs) and our both of our listeners that this has happened to me. But I will. Okay, I will fess up. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was eating something chocolatey, and I I was sitting down to time itself. I was sitting down, and a little piece of chocolate obviously fell on the seat. In your guzzling frenzy. Uh-huh. <laughs> As I was loading it in with both hands. And then I obviously squirmed about in the seat and was left <laughs> with <laughs> my light cream-coloured trousers. with he cuts,
2: it. <laughs> he cuts a dash, doesn't he, Connie? <laughs> Look, like, seriously, though, let me take that to one more extreme. So okay. how would you feel? So, uh, cars on the table, I do not employ a cleaner. I do all my cleaning and uh, all, (laughs) whatever cleaning (laughs) happens in our household, my wife and I do. I don't employ a cleaner. But on the same basis, I think I, in some senses, ought to employ a cleaner or employ somebody to do some ironing for me. Because actually, it behoves me as a middle class person, professional person on a reasonable salary to spread my personal wealth around a little bit so that other people can make a living for themselves. Where do you stand on employing cleaners, Steve?
1: I do not, and never have, and probably never will employ a cleaner. In fact,
0: you will when you're even older than you are now. Oh,
1: fair point. No, I won't. I will keep myself young and sprightly. Your poor
0: wife to do it all while she's not able, and you know, everyone when they get to a certain age employs a cleaner. That's just a thing.
1: (sighs) Guys, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Why really, you—if you need cleaning done, you do your cleaning. If no. you need your a job well, what if done, you can't?
0: yeah, what I well, physically can't. Members of the family will wheel, help you. My was in a wheelchair, and she needed to, like the house cleaned all the time, and I can't—I couldn't do it and work two jobs. And okay, and
1: same purposes where medical issues come yes, into exactly. it. But, but Chris's Chris's uh, first line on this was about spreading wealth, and yeah. I would not do that. I would do it myself. And I would I would have to say I would be proud to do it myself. And if I needed someone done in my garden, like a tree cut down as is coming up, I will do that myself. So I respect
2: that completely. And I and I I would wish to have those skills too and I would and in fact I do, you know, I'd say I, I don't employ a cleaner, but I I it was a revelation to me when that sort of Victorian thinking was explained to me. And I sort of thought actually I I am being quite s- selfish in a way and self-centered in only focusing on my own skills and not allowing other people to (laughs) benefit from
1: my largesse yeah Yeah. i see what you're saying but i don't know i come from a a mindset a, a, a rearing that would make me do things for myself far far long long before i would ever ask for help and i i go really far with this if there was this a loose slate, I would make every effort. I would fix that slate. Well, look, I'm gonna, myself. Up, I would yeah. do I'm that. I'm
2: gonna put a poll up on um the pass it on pod on Twitter when this episode uh, is broadcast and we'll ask. We'll see what people do think. It,
0: do it yourself or get someone but then yeah, I would get I would get some for, so like I won't be able to cut all our grass when cares will be at work. Why not so because it's a huge snave. Our garden's really big. Extensive grounds. Yeah. Yes. In the expensive. Fleming Estate. Exactly, exactly. So I wouldn't I just wouldn't be able to do it. There's no danger. It takes him all day as it is. And it's a pushy lawnmower as opposed to a ride on. So well, I intend Does
1: it have a motor?
0: Um then, it's electric. Like,
1: right, okay, it's, it's, it's not so a pushy yes. lawnmower.
0: Well, yeah. So I intend to hire a gardener to cut my grass in the summer every week while cares away. Because I will not be able to, I I know it'll knacker me trying to do it myself. So we, that's what we intend to do because Kerr wants to maintain it. Uh-huh. And he quite enjoys gardening and whatnot when he's home, but not I won't be able to do it. And then it'll just, all his hard work might just kind of.
1: Might this be why you're called the snowflake generation?
0: No, we're not the snowflake generation. You are. See if we're going to continue this snowflaking while there's a small ad break.
1: Ah, I do like a good Pass It On inspired blether. And you can buy the books, you know, with 20% off each one. What you do is go to dcthormsonshop.co.uk and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout. And that's both of the Pass It On books, mind. Check the episode notes for details and terms. (laughs)
0: Steve,
1: Connie,
0: do you hide a window cleaner?
1: See, this is what's wrong with this method of doing no, podcasts. No, no, no. We have a break, then Connie has time to think of a difficult <laughs> question for me. See, when thinking women for think me is dangerous, <laughs> it's
0: dangerous.
1: It really is. And then throw it at me. <laughs> right, I have to admit that yes, I employ. So what's cleaner. the difference between... The difference is I live in an old Victorian house in which mm, the outside...
0: On the Finnan estate. It <laughs> oh,
1: <don't laughs> says you were the safari park in the garden. <laughs> I didn't
0: say safari park. I've only got a dog and a rabbit.
1: <laughs> yes, but they, they've obviously got a field each that you can't not
0: I did think about moving the rabbit's hutch every day to a different patch, He's but it would then look like He's distracting you, a
1: Connie. He's distracting you. Right.
0: Yes. Sorry.
1: Right, I employ a window cleaner because it is he has the equipment, and to be honest, I don't like heights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he
1: has the equipment to clean windows very, very quickly. And I tell you what else, perhaps sort of staying into to what you've been talking about, Chris. He's a mate, mm-hmm. and um, I if wouldn't want to stop. Mates their window cleaner,
0: aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm mates of my window cleaner.
1: No, he was a mate sort of before ever he was my window cleaner, well. and. I wouldn't want to sort of say, no, nah, I'm not uh, employing you. but
0: Because I want to do it myself.
1: I do want to do it myself. But everything in the Pass It On book is about doing it for yourself, helping yourself. But
0: that doesn't mean you would go and give yourself a kidney transplant just because you could. Or you wanted to. You would ask someone that can do it to do it, wouldn't you?
1: Give myself a kidney transplant. There was,
2: wasn't there? There's a picture of a surgeon in Antarctica, I think, who's doing a pin append- who had appendicitis, I think, again. And there's a photograph of him operating on himself. Yeah. Of course, there's nobody else there, so he's, oh, wow. he's sort of looking down his abdomen uh-huh. to where, where he's cutting. Oh, That's sorry. a little extreme, perhaps. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes. Sorry, I'd misunderstood. I thought you said. I thought you meant take a kidney out of myself. Put <laughs> it back him again. Give back in again. <laughs> right? Can we go back? T- can we go back to hems? We've got a bit deep there. Yes, even though we got though you're... lost in the long grass of your garden. Right. Here is another clever hem's tip. Ready to hand. Always carry a roll of transparent sticky tape in your bag. Then, if you are unfortunate enough to catch your heel and hem of your skirt, the tape makes a quick, effective repair. Mrs. Mackay, seven one two Ferry Road, Edinburgh. Ferry
0: Road. Um, I also think that Wonderweb nowadays is amazing. Like it's really cool. Don't you need
1: an iron to put on Wonderweb?
0: Yes, you do. Ah,
1: oh, but this is just you carry a little roll of sellotape. Sellotape. Yeah, but that's not,
0: that, that's only a quick fix. Like uh-huh. you know, then if you were to go home, she would probably sew it. But actually, Wonderweb is cool. It's good.
1: So we've decided that's a brilliant tip as well. It's a little basic. I mean, it's perhaps.
0: yeah. What's wrong with safety pin? Could have done that too, you know.
1: No, a safety pin would show the silver. And it would damage it further and as yes, well. Yes, it would. Uh-huh. Mm. So I think we had agreed that the okay. Pass It On book is, oh, is going to be this one extremely useful again. Do you know
0: what we should get? We should really, really get like a blackboard and have like... Keep the scores. Nowadays, past, dinosaur age, you know, <laughs> like...
1: It would be win-win-win for the oldies. Anyway. Prove it. Yeah. I will prove it with let's my... I will prove it with my next tip, ladies okay. and gentlemen, or lady and gentlemen. <laughs> right Hems down Before putting away children's winter clothes For summer storage Let down all hems Next winter When you measure and re-hem them There'll be no creases where the old hems were Mrs M Gillitley 58 Church Street, Dundee Wins a pair of towels Yeah, that's. Now, I
0: think that's towel worthy to be honest
1: You think so? I think that's quite good That is so of its time it as is, well isn't Yeah Isn't it? There's so much between, yeah, Yeah. and getting them back out, and because the children, but yeah, I know the children are bigger. We know old creases where the old hems were. It's uh, that's quite cool.
2: There isn't. uh, I take the piss, obviously, Steve, a little (laughs) bit for professional reasons. I'm having it up for the podcast, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. there is absolutely a part of me when I hear tips like that that does make me ache for the era of the pass it on tips because, (laughs) you know. We were a much less progressive society in a lot of ways. I wouldn't go back there, um, but there was a care and a time taken over things yeah. that I do fear we have begun to slip away mm-hmm. from. I Absolutely. just can't
0: imagine trying to find the time to do all that nowadays. Like I actually genuinely have no idea so where. So I obviously would start. the
2: difference is you have a, in fact you have two jobs. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally the difference. No, that's and true. There,
0: there is a you know a school of thought that
2: that that some women are resentful of and wish to have a a more of a dialogue about the liberation of women from a household role. Now I'm not for a nanosecond suggesting a woman's place in the home, but there is absolutely an extent to which by trying to have it all Mm -hmm. you've
0: that's been lost. That's been
2: lost. And we we don't have the time to do these sorts of things. No. Again, wouldn't go back to it for the world. I'd far rather have a much more equal society but there's still something in there that we have lost that time to take mm-hmm. over these things. The difference is, of course, who wants to spend all the live long day hemming skirts and taping yeah. up sour milk to onions that you put in your jam. I, It's You don't want to do no.
0: that. I I actually, to be honest, if I, hopefully in the future, we will have kids and, you know... If I was able to stop working, I probably would. I would be quite happy being kind of homemaker. Like, not because I believe that's my place or whatever, but I actually sometimes like the idea of that, you know, having tea on the table. And yeah. I'm sure the novelty would wear off rather quickly, but
2: just. The, the difference is if it's yeah. a choice you can make.
0: Yes, exactly. That's where it yes. becomes
2: useful and valuable, but it was a, a choice foisted on you by your gender role but or yes, by Yeah, and of other by the people. generation. And yeah. it's the same thing for, for men, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to make this a, a sort of men's right thing, but. You know, there are gender expectations put on men as well as on women, and those can be just as toxic, just as damaging in a lot of
1: ways. One thing that also, sorry, completely going down a different avenue altogether. Just for the change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When it talks about putting away clothes and getting them back out again in winter, sometimes those clothes were then given to another child. Mm. And the concept of the hand-me-down is kind of getting lost. I I think people buy new and, and throw out. Stuff that's perfectly good, but they don't pass it from one child to another or from one branch of the family to cousins as as would happen I think and that's definitely like it
2: I think that's definitely true certainly with, with my daughter a lot of the clothes that she has if it's if we've bought nice clothes, those will definitely go to friends, but we don't really have there's no other children, because we're this much more geographically dispersed society now, we don't have family around us here, really. um, So we don't really give it to family. But a lot of the other stuff will go into either fabric recycling, if it's about Wabbit, or it'll go into charity shops shops or clothes banks that will then redistribute them. So so it's less direct, maybe, than what you're talking about, Steve, but Uh it does still happen. Yeah, I'm glad to hear uh, that.
0: My cousins and I, so there's um, five of us, Andrew, who's the oldest, Um, only boy and then there's Ella me and my cousin Kitty who's only four years younger, uh, four months younger than me so we were all, we went all the way through school and stuff together and I think we kind of shared a little bit and jackets that Ella had that would then kind of go to me and then it would go, you know so I think we did that a little bit with sort of bigger objects if you know what I mean or more important you know like even things like school blazers and stuff like that that you only Mm. wore once Mm. a year for your annual photo or whatever so Mm. it didn't really matter Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah I did not like the concept when I was a kid. I did not like getting my brother's hand-me-down stuff, any of it, whether it was good or bad. And (laughs) my mother had things for all three of me and my brothers, which she called our winter woolies, which had been issued to my father when he left the RAF after the (laughs) war. And we would be given these winter woolies to wear on cold days, and I... Hated them. They, itchy? they were awful, but worse than that, they were so big that they stuck down below the level of my short trousers mm-hmm. that I would go to school <laughs> with. And they would flap about when I ran. And I would try to tuck them up, but they would fall <laughs> down and it looked ridiculous. And I <laughs> I, I'm i picturing kind of walls and grommet a little bit, yeah. <laughs> like the wrong
0: jumper. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know you're this?
1: Yeah. And there was a vest as well that had short sleeves oh. that came down to about my wrists. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I had a jumper and it was like one of those sort of iron white, sort of knitted cardigans with the big brown buttons. And I used to call it my scratchy because it was so unbelievably itchy. And my mum would make me wear it all the time. And I was like, oh, not the scratchy. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Awful, awful.
1: These pants also had uh, elastic in the waistband that was simultaneously all bust and wavy, but also <laughs> incredibly tight. we always a bit rumpled. <laughs> It was just a bad experience, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a sort of night mirror, day at the moment <laughs> now. Breaking out
0: in a cold sweat.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping for warm weather in the future. <laughs>
2: it's a nice um, visual to leave us on, though, isn't it? Just yeah. Steve and his knitted undies. <laughs> it's a, it's I'll, I'll look a, out the pictures. the
0: undies were knitted. God, oh, that's worse. <laughs> Can't wait to see them on the Twitter page. Oh, dear. I think that's enough for the... Uh, the winter woolies knitted underwear garment talk for today Um, join us next episode um, and we will be speaking about some more genius or perhaps more madness from the scottish household of the 1950s and you'll hear more nonsense from us in scotland today see you then
2: If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify or wherever they get their podcasts or you could leave us a review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.